Namaskaram and welcome to another exciting episode of 6 Yards and 6 Questions, India's exclusive Sari podcast by Kalanika. Well, firstly, we all hope that you're doing fine, you're safe and healthy. We all know that we are in this together, battling against the COVID-19. But we also hope that this is a time that we connect together with as many happy memories and moments possible. So a podcast like this is also here to spread some cheerfulness through our beautiful guest, Tanaya, who's also fondly known as Pleats and Pallu through her blog and on Instagram. But here's a twist. We will not be doing the introduction of Tanaya. We, in fact, have on board another beautiful artist, an acclaimed singer, a fantastic painter, Sindhu Hande. Now, she, in her own beautiful words and voice, will in fact be describing our guest for the episode, Tanaya, to all of you. So before we deep dive into this conversation with Tanaya, the next voice that you'll be hearing of is that of Sindhu Hande. Here we go. Stop, she moaned. The flirty, tenacious Fushia Pallu greedily persisted. The indigo pleats burst into a million blues, glimpsing occasionally amidst the crimson hues. Untamed edges caved in defiantly, though she unwillingly resisted. Here she held court. Tucking in her drapes, she spoke for the unheard. Like her winding six yards, she tread off the beaten path. Authentic, real, sensuous, wild. Behold, she reigned, beaches, temples, bars and countrysides, wielding her ikats, commanding her jamdanis, seducing her chanderis and owning her shantipuris. Rare, unconventional, bold, unhindered. The sari, like her heart, she wore on her pleated sleeve. All right, Tanaya. So firstly, warm welcome to our Kalanika podcast, Six Yards and Six Questions. Uh, are you all set for an interesting conversation? Yes, looking forward to it. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you again, Tanaya. In fact, uh, I think our listeners, I think it will be important for them to know that while it's almost 8, 10 a.m. over here in India, I'm connecting with you who's in Australia and it's almost around 12.40 p.m. over there, right? Yes, it is. <laughs> it's amazing how, you know, the technology can actually bring us together, uh, especially in such times. So, uh, thank you once again for joining us. Thank you. And um, yeah, technology is the only thing we have right now. It's getting, um, we're in our fourth week, like I'm in my fourth week of um, isolation. It's starting to get to me. All right. So then uh, let's deep dive into the questionnaire. And um, I think uh, one thing that our listeners would want to understand is in terms of the fact that your blog or for that matter, even your posts, you know, there's such amount of vibrant colors. And also at the same time, there is valid info on the kind of sari fabric or the origin of the fabric. It's like actually taking us through a cinematic experience. So when and where did you actually script this entire moment? To be honest, I haven't really scripted anything. It was just, I've been blogging for years now. It's just primarily a visual diary for myself. Um, the blog and the social media handles are kind of just a representation of who I am and the conversations that I have with textile enthusiasts. So I know it's a, it's a thing to learn about textiles from social media, but I do actually spend a whole lot of money on um properly researched book for textiles. So if I'm talking about something, I make sure that it's either something that 
weaver has told me or i've got you know it it's actually authentic information so i'm i'm not one to just kind of talk about things because everybody else is or yeah. you know just just he says so i i completely believe in knowing you know just properly um sourcing your information when when you see photos of women in sarees it's mm-hmm. mostly google it seriously just google women in sarees you will mm-hmm. see models you will see um uh, whether it's catalog models runway models it's women who are dolled up standing stiffly in my opinion and i think i was just bored of looking at that and i i, I think i wanted to just initially it started with me wanting to share everyday women in sarees but the problem is i live in sydney not a lot of people are you know roaming around in sarees here yeah. and um the people that do wear sarees it's only for special occasions so i i didn't really find that so i just started to share my kind of journey with mm-hmm. um sarees i guess my online presence is is a kind of form of resistance i guess when you think of women in sarees the image that comes in your head right. i would hope that my images are the opposite of that Wow that's actually a very empowering thought because i think uh, one thing that's very unique is the way you even style your sarees and i think uh, when we were having a discussion the last time you even mentioned uh, that you're not somebody who wants to do a saree styling workshop or something because yeah the kind of styles that you create also for that matter um, it it's very unique in its own way and it has the representation of you and i think that that is absolutely empowering in many ways so i i guess one thing that we were keen to understand is what is the thought that goes before you style a sari drape what what exactly is the thought process like but to be honest like if you tell me if you point out a photo to me and tell me do the mm-hmm. same drape again with the same sari i probably will not be able to do that because it, to be honest i don't have a thought process of choosing sarees or what to wear with them it just mm-hmm. genuinely just depends on my mood and what i have handy at the time so if i can reach out and you know i i grab whatever i find i don't have a walk-in closet i wish i did i don't i don't have access to all of my sarees so whatever i find like whatever clothes i find it's not even to do with sarees it's just whatever clothes i find and then um it just depends on my mood i don't iron my sarees i don't dry clean them i don't use safety pins or petticoats or sari blouses so it's genuinely nothing wow. influences it it's just about what i reach out for and how the fabric i guess wants to fall on a particular day if it's your sari like for example if you don't iron your sari right mm. so they will be crumpled in certain places like you know from the last time i wore them or whatever so i wash i hand wash all of my cottons and silks like you know I'll, in whichever way i clean them myself it just depends on what is handy what mm-hmm. is available and what i feel like on a particular day it's amazing how it resonates with the way even you think it's very fluid you know the 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 way your thought processes for that matter and i think that's also very relevantly seen in the way your sarees or in a very fluid manner they flow it like you mentioned there is no no particular uh, you know guideline that okay this is how i'm going to pleat it this is how i'm going to let the pallu fall no it oh. goes with it, with you so i think your identity clearly comes out and that's very beautifully seen in the photos i'm going to keep repeating that because i truly love them <laughs> so what made yeah. you actually coin this term pleats and pallu To be honest, I have a whole list of names that I was thinking of huh. because I wanted the name to not be something that was used. So I have a whole whole heap of names, and it just you know because you know when you think of sarees, you think of pleats and the pallu, and it just had a it, it just sounded nice to me. So that was that was that. So I, I sat down, I wrote a list, and I picked out the ones that you know made me feel happy oh, when nice. I read it. 
So so then I think I'll put you on a spot right now if I have to ask you between the pleats and pallu and you have to choose one ha huh? which one would be your most favorite the way the pleats flow or the way the pallu sits which is your favorite to be honest pleats um. are magic um, and that's where I like to play like you know I play with the pleats a lot yeah. the pallu is my cake hmm. but I'm not fascinated with anything more than heritage textiles it's the textiles it's right. it's the fabric it's the weave it's the surface ornamentation whether it's block prints or whether it's embroidery it's the fabric that will always always be um textiles will always be our first love it doesn't even matter like a lot of times sarees is nothing but a length of fabric in my head right. any length of fabric it's 2 meters whether it's 4 meters 8 meters whatever it is whether you can make pleats or if you have enough fabric to make a pallu that's that's not the thing it's it's mostly to do with the textile very nice in fact i i still always uh, remember when you mentioned about how you are so enthused by our heritage by our textiles and stuff and most importantly i have also seen that uh, a lot of people have this uh, notion that you know when we're talking about the heritage textiles oh they will only suit the grandmothers or the aunties i don't think we youngsters should wear but you on the other hand you're redefining the way seen in the photos i'm sure a lot of uh, whether instagram users or audience when they take a look they would wonder that hey she's fit a heritage textile and she's made it look so cool so hip and so fluid again so beautiful so uh, where does this um, love for heritage textiles come from textiles is something that is defined indian um, culture for a millennia mm-hmm. and and not just in all of asia south america there, there is a massive it, textiles um historically have defined um cultures in in various parts of the world um, i guess it's something that i've always been fascinated by without knowing what it is exactly that fascinates me i think it has to do with the colors like you see I don't believe in heritage weaves when I say heritage weaves I don't mean um you know your banarasis or the kanjivans or the you know it, it's not a expensiveness of you know how how expensive a uh, length of fabric is but right. how much work I guess has gone into it and, and and something that just appeals to me I'm not sure where my obsession with art and textiles began but it's it's always been there it's just something that has never from whenever i can remember i i like the feel of certain fabrics looking at certain colors i like you know doing things my hands like you know crafting things yes. i guess it's to do with textures and colors in in ways that i i, I don't even know how beautiful in fact um you're also busy with the embroidery uh, uh bit right now we keep uh, uh, you know taking a look at the instagram post as well all on your denim jacket that you're creating something new so i think there's always this artistic side of you and it's very clearly seen even in the way your images are portrayed or in the colors or even the way you you let that photograph speak for the saree while you're busy actually inspiring a lot of people to adopt the saree so beautifully i think i'd like to know who are your two favorite saree icons if they are who would they be two favorite saree icons to be honest it's i i don't follow a lot of um i follow very few um people online that mm-hmm. um talk about sarees or wear sarees it's um, i don't think i have saree icons that i look up to but i do admire women that do their own thing you know from from different parts of the world so people that i like to look at so when i go back home to india mm-hmm. it's uh, 
um your everyday rural women you know women that are carrying water or firewood their drapes are practical their drapes are suited to their lives it has nothing to do with the gaze of the person looking at them it has everything to do with what they want the fabric to do and how they want the what they're wearing wow. to be useful for them. and i think that's what is inspiring artists like if you, if you look at the indigenous women in south america um you know the santhals of um india the rabais in gujarat or you know they all of their clothing whether it's size or whether it's um whether it's draped fabric or mm-hmm. whether it's stitched fabric it it has everything to do with their life their lifestyles and their everyday work I find that much more inspiring than people who put a lot of thought into what they wear based right. on how they want to be perceived. And there's nothing wrong with that, yeah. but it's just something that doesn't appeal to me. And you know a lot of people believe that the sari is the most graceful feminine garment a woman can wear. A lot of religious or cultural connotations to it. I think it's all bullshit. I am for <laughs> women choosing whatever the hell they want to wear, which is why which is exactly why I I never tell people how to wear something it is just depends on what you want to do how a fabric makes you feel i have no qualms about wearing a sari to the beach or wearing teeny tiny shorts to work like you mm. know i also have no inhibitions about wearing things that might seem immodest to somebody like they say mm. you know modesty empowers some people nudity empowers some people yeah. so i just and do my own thing and i would hope that women in general do their own thing you know wearing a sari in my own way makes me feel like it's mine not society's to dictate not mm. men for for men to find me attractive not something to worry about you know like i don't want to have to worry about are mera pallu gir jayega you know what will people True. think i don't want to defining my femininity or the lack thereof gender is a social construct it's, it's i i don't believe gender roles should exist so it's just it's just fabric for me to play with just like how we call sari as a fabric of freedom it just allows us to do whatever we want to create uh, we also <laughs> noticed how in your uh, posts uh, you do not let the length of the uh, pleat you do not let that define we've seen we've actually noticed how you know most of your styles that you've created for yourself right it's it's something that comes like a skirt like a nice mini skirt as well and it still looks beautiful again i think it's very evident uh, you're not doing this for us uh, neither are you doing it for a set audience for somebody else i think it clearly just shows out that this is something you wanted to do for yourself and you made a nice diary out of your instagram and you posted your picture uh, so it's very relevant actually and it, and and that itself is a very empowering thought i must admit i i take no credit for the photos because i don't take the photos it's my partner huh. and he is french he never saw a sari before i came into his life wow. right huh. he never be somebody that grew up with draped clothing or with a sari dhoti none of that and he creates drapes it's the, the problem is he's shy and he won't let me post photos of him but he creates incredibly amazing drapes because in his head this length of cloth there is no, it it's just fabric to him wow. right and i wish to get to that level of freedom one day and which is why i don't want to think of it as pleat or the pallu it's it's for people to do whatever they want with it and also sari is the oldest continually worn garment mm-hmm. that is the original unisex garment sari one just meant for women right. that's that's the thing and um and now it's become all about you know women wearing like you know these elaborate sarees men can wear them too and look bloody hot i don't think it's about stereotypes and um culture and traditions it's about 
having fun and you know whatever little joy we can find in a in a world in crisis you know and because you mentioned the word stereotypes i think i want i was very curious to also understand uh, when it comes to you wearing sarees you had mentioned that you also wear your sarees you go to the beach uh, how was it that the uh, audience abroad how do they perceive the saree how do you think they look at the saree um, what are your thoughts uh, around that like i said i don't care for the viewer gaze but let me be honest i find overseas people don't care if if anything people will stop and ask me about the colors or you know whatever it is and very few people that will know about fabrics might just ask me something you know it's it's mostly positive the whole rigidity and the rules and the regulations that you know govern sari wearing mm. um comes a lot from the subcontinent so basically so you know mm. any anybody from the subcontinent that's where all the stereotyping starts you know uh, you have to choose the right blouse choose the right polo length choose the right petticoat i bloody hate petticoat um <laughs> choose the right footwear and you know the right length for a sari and um choose the right draping style like the navy drape was just something that was invented so that you know um britishers would let them let us in in at their establishment you know it is it's not traditionally the the indian and um, the, the drape from the indian subcontinent were markers of caste and communities and i guess those are the things that you know it's time to reject them you know the whole thing about you can't show too much cleavage choose the right bra oh my lord if a little bit of your bra strap shows that's such a big deal i mean don't bloody wear a bra like my community bengali traditionally we didn't wear petticoats or blouses i mean the khatas need some freedom you know absolutely i think um, there are a lot of members um, of the audience for that matter or people um, they often assume that hey it's ethnic day so i'm going to wear the saree in the navy style because that is the original ethnic style of wearing but a lot of people are either ill informed or not informed you being highly informed about this as you mentioned it also comes from the amount of books you read you like investing more in books um, that even talk about all this so do you think it's important that somewhere people need to learn about what exactly is the history of saree and not confuse it when somebody wears a different drape you don't go about saying hey but that's not the traditional way to wear it so do you think people should really be informed about this it's not just about saree in general it would be wonderful uh, you know people stopped with the <laughs> online uh, activism of things that have no sense in general it would be wonderful if we could you know take a moment to pause and educate ourselves about everything when someone wants to learn about textile you know textile fascinates me something else could fascinate him and else that the thing is let everyone define things for themselves you know culture is not one person's culture tradition all of this is not one person's domain it, it's a collective it, it's collective it's conscious way for us to decide that you know people get to do whatever they want in this day and age this is 2020 you know we, we should be letting people just be especially women is so much control exerted especially women in the indian subcontinent we there's so many expectations of mm-hmm. us we don't need that say for example it's a personal choice for me to wear um handloom fabrics wear clothing that is made sustainably with you know with natural yarn that doesn't clog up landfills for the next 1000 years and i think over time i realized that my desire to wear the saree has less to do with tradition and heritage and more to do with the versatility of the garment right i love the number of budget handloom weaves that you can find in each state in india i'm, I'm not talking and again i love the banarasis and the kanjivarams and the you know and the silks and the opulence of it all but what i'm saying is there 
is just so many handloom weaves in each part of the Indian subcontinent, and there are innumerable ways to play with them. And for some reason, we—I think as women, we've always had men define the sari-clad women as mm-hmm. you know, as a post figure, or you know, some jackass designer telling women that if you don't know to wear a sari, you know, that there's something wrong with you. But I think um, we should just let the mist of the nation's collective imagination just, just you know, just go. And this is the 20th century. You know, it's it's beyond the trendiness of the drape or the fabric. Yes. It's about wearing things in ways that are practical to us, whether what gives us joy. You know, and not to um, pander to someone else's idea of what is decent, what is traditional, what is beautiful. It, it doesn't matter what people say. Sari is not the national costume of India. It's definitely not the religious dress for Hindus. It's just a length of fabric that, you know, you can have fun with. I just love how you deconstruct the entire notion around the sari. And I think uh, you've also very beautifully said that just let people be, you know, because the more we try to do this online activism of how things should be, how people should speak, how people should behave, I think we're just complicating it and we're just spreading a lot of hate and negativity. So I yeah. really like the way you uh, shape that entire fluid uh, thought around online activism. And I think that's extremely important, especially in this uh, age of social media, where everything around social media is about who's the best or who's doing it right and why some people are doing it wrong. I guess let, let just be. That's important. There are, there are so many schools of thought governing how women should be behaving or portraying themselves. You know, somebody mm-hmm. will tell you, oh, why are you putting all your, like, you know, you get so much hate because you put yourself out there in social media. Social media is also a representation of how we are as people. I think um, generations of men and women have adapted fabric, you know, lens of fabric to be whatever they needed it to be. And anyone who says that there are rules and things should be done this way and this is good, this is bad, mm. they are pretty deluded and they need to like examine them, themselves why they are this way because I believe there's no place or occasion to wear something that has survived centuries. It can, it should be wear, worn by people that want to wear it anywhere they want. As women, it's time to for us to wear whatever the fuck we feel like say whatever the fuck we feel like you know be nasty be good take up space you know being bloody Shati Savitri is overrated <laughs> it's amazing it's amazing Tanaya how how you know the clarity of thought with which you share at the same time I won't say like a research but then you know what you're doing you know what you're wearing I think that that amount of clarity is where all the confidence comes from and I one thing what I'm definitely going to thank social media for is the fact that it gets me connected to such amazing people like you I truly understand while on one hand there are perils to it uh, but this is my favorite bit about social media is to connect with such amazing people like you I I've, I've had a very riveting uh, conversation. I've enjoyed this. Conversing with you is wonderful. It's just nice to meet like-minded people, you know. And um, textiles and burden, you know, craft, beauty isn't burdened by the labels we put on ourselves. Saris are free. We only need to imbibe some of that freedom and, you know, just let let everybody just be whoever they want to be. I love that message that you're sharing for all of our listeners as well. Uh, because as we're coming towards the end of our sixth question, which we finished just now, I love how you actually close it on that very, very important message. So, uh, Tanaya, firstly, again, once again, I'm going to thank you so much, uh, you know, for taking your time off. And it's amazing how 
you're sitting there in Australia, we're here in India and we are able to have a conversation around something that we are passionate about, something that we really enjoy. Um I think I just want one message from you in terms of what next for Tanaya, what next for Pleats and Pallu, what uh, what does 2020 or beyond looking for you? I guess just continuing to explore explore textiles in whichever way I can better it's through books and through traveling um we were um in indonesia um a couple of times last year mm-hmm. i mean everybody knows they go to bali but uh, <laughs> that, that's it i bought a few books there i bought a lot of vintage as well as you know more recent handloom fabric i, I guess just exploring um the textile heritage of the world before fast fashion really really makes that all vanish we have a world where we can travel you know things for us to um reexamine how we live and in in the past few years with an unhappy um to have been on this journey where i don't need to buy fabric anymore or sarees or textiles or clothes and i guess exploring the textile heritage without cluttering up my life or b- without hoarding I guess that would be that would be a good thing to do that would be a good thing to work towards you know uh, reducing the amount of um, things I have while appreciating handcrafted beauty wow and i think that's that's again a very powerful message of how you can actually appreciate whatever you have and then the way you know you creatively style the sarees the way the uh, the sarees that you already have in your collection without even hoarding new ones like just because we want to feel new or wear something new doesn't mean we need to even shop for something new there's so much you can do with an existing uh, set of sarees or fabric or textiles what i mean in terms of uh, clothes whatever is there in the world see i've been one of those people that you know i saw this and i needed to have it and you know mm-hmm. um whether it's sustainable fabrics or otherwise it's it's just that you know that need to hoard I, i've had it I, i'm not saying that i'm a saint honestly still have a problem with wanting to <laughs> wanting to buy things as human beings i think it's, it's time for us to reevaluate the way we consuming right. and how that consumerism define mm-hmm. our existence and cause damage to the planet in uh, we've been made to pause and I, i would i would hope that most of us take this pause as a serious way to you know kind of redefine how we want it, what we want our legacy to be absolutely absolutely i think present is actually teaching us a very very tough lesson and i think it comes from this from the fact that whatever we have done in the past it's reflecting right now so this whole conscious shift of mind is more important and i just hope we all learn that uh, but that was again very beautifully uh, uh, shared by you because uh, the times that we are in is just a result of whatever we have done in the past whether it's fast fashion whether it's you know sort of hoarding clothes i really hope that we can probably take a cue from what nature is teaching us how our ancestors have lived you know we yes. don't need western notions of life capitalistic notions of life to tell us how we need to be it's it's hmm. just amazing i i i saw a meme somewhere where like the global economy is collapsing because people are only buying things that they need and not you know um just going out and mindlessly buying things that you know advertise advertisement tells us we need or you know in whichever way we 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 were um, motivated to buy and i think um it is it's really time to um look at what we already have be thankful for it and maybe yeah. share a little bit um the privilege we have sometimes you know 
Beautiful, beautiful, Tanaya. In fact, I'm going to be extremely, uh, uh, I would say, thankful for your time, most importantly. It's just amazing how um, just a small seed of thought and how we can weave an entire conversation around it. Uh, also, the way you, uh, like I said, I just love the clarity of thought that you always bring in. So on that note, Tanaya, I think I'll have to uh, uh, end the podcast uh, uh, discussion. We've come to the end of six questions as well. But once again, I'm going to say a big thank you for your time. and for such beautiful points that you've shared it's just always a thought provoking whenever you share your words thank you very much for having me thank you very much for the interesting conversations that we've been engaging in thank you very much for sharing your knowledge without wanting to um sell products you know thank you for initiating this conversation that you know you have with multiple people so you know we can all um listen to each other's ideas and you know without you know moral or religious connotations and and you know just um yeah thank you for having a fun space for people that like textiles thank you that's really kind of you and uh, that's very well put actually this whole thing about having conversations with so many people like you so many amazing sari crusaders who are doing their own thing in this space so on that note anaya thank you once again and we'll stay connected for sure that's the plan thank you once again for being our guest on our podcast Thank you very much. Have a brilliant day. Um stay safe, take care and um yeah.